Ahoy! Hunter, also known as Just Hunter. Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And welcome to Hero Story episode 90 something. 90, 94? 92. 92. <laughs> a Hero Story is a podcast all about superheroes, where we talk about comic books ranging from Marvel and DC. We also talk about any news of the week, ranging from live action news, comic book news, animation news, video game news, you name it, we probably talk about it. Uh, since it's the in the world right now, there are no comics of the week, so we don't talk too much of weekly comics anymore. However, comics did come out this week. They weren't shipped by Diamond, which is the main company that ships comics. They're shipped by another company. Do you remember what it was called, JD? I think they do it through whoever Midtown Comics uses, so uh, not as many shops got it. I think it was only like the bigger shops got it. Although even my shop is like a pretty big shop. They didn't have any of the issues, so... Yeah, not many like, comics were released, however. It's not like they released like 20 DC, 20 Marvel like they usually do. Uh, from comics we read, I know the new Flash issue came out, and the new Batman and the Outsiders came out. We won't be reviewing on the show because both JD's local comic shop and my local comic shop were not receiving these comics yet. Diamond yeah. is apparently getting these comics by the end of the month, so hopefully we'll be back to reviewing Comics of the Week by the end of May. But we'll see. That also will be our two-year anniversary on a hero story. So it'd be kind of fitting if they yeah. came back then. Uh, that would be great for them to come back around then. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Our very first episode was anime, and we reviewed Bendis's uh, Man of Steel. I think his first issue of that and uh, Doomsday Clock. Many Doomsday Clock. Yep. <laughs> two, about two years ago, and I refuse to listen to the episode because I feel like I'll. I, I do too. <laughs> It'll be so cringe. Just thinking about it just makes me cringe. Yeah, we've been doing this two years, so we're kind of used to this by now. So, not gonna listen to yeah, it, but it's nostalgic to look back on what we think happened. So, yeah. uh, this week a movie came out. However, uh, the last DC animated universe movie called Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. It released a few days ago. JD and I both watched it, and we're going to be reviewing on this show. Later on, we're going to be going over some Man of Steel news that came out this week, and we're going to be pitching our own superhero movie. What will we do for Man of Steel 2? But starting before that, we're just going to talk about Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, the finale of the okay at times Justice League animated universe. Uh, for those of you yeah, just yeah, joining the us. DCAMU. Oh, yeah, that's the official name. Those of you just joining us on a movie review, we do these every time a new movie comes out, whether it be DC or Marvel, live action or animated. Uh, we start off by talking about all the good that we thought the movie had, so naming everything that we enjoyed, then all the bad, all the things we did not like, and after that, all the references, pop culture things, little Easter eggs here and there that we noticed, we call it the nerdy section. So starting off, just general thoughts, what did you think of the movie? My initial reaction out of the movie was like, what did I just watch? <laughs> it was like, like it felt like it was supposed to be like an end game for the DCAMU. But then when I watched it, I was just like, what's going Like Especially like the first, what, like 10 minutes. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Are, are we going into spoilers here? I mean, I feel uh, like we have to. Um, I will say, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it if you want. But or off the bat, I will say you're better off watching other movies. <laughs> so, some some youtube clips of it um yeah, yeah so all right so, so it, it's crazy right off the bat right so superman wants to go hunt down uh 
dark side so he wants to take the war to him right and then when they get there all of a sudden like shazam loses his leg like wonder woman gets her arm torn off i think starfire got like split in half i was like what the hell is going on here they had like parademons that were like fused with like doomsday and they were just like ripping people to shreds and just like so many like it felt like a star wars movie with all the limbs coming off i mean it was crazy (laughs) pretty much yeah they did say before this movie came out that there were going to be a lot of deaths so they they warned us by that, I guess, but it feels a little unnecessary at times. Like right off the it bat, was so, so over the top. Like so many people are like losing an arm or a leg, and I'm like, okay, they're down, they're down, they're down. Yeah, <laughs> it gets a little insane at the beginning. Later on, it kind of calms down, but it does pull Endgame in a way where at the start of Endgame, you're a little confused, like oh, everything's happening at once. Thanos dies right away, and then it does like the whole five years later. In this case, it says two years later. So we don't fully know what's going on for the beginning. Just we saw a lot of our heroes die, and now it's kind of like the end of the world is here. Very yeah, like when 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 Superman had popped up and he has like the green eyes and he's got like the veins going all through his body. I was like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like I I literally rewound. I'm like, did I miss something? Like, did he? And then I realized, like, oh, he must be like infused with kryptonite. I'm like, wait, what happened? Then I realized it was two years later. I was like, oh, okay. That's oh, you did see the like, two years later. That, that was <laughs> no, I didn't see the two years later. So I'm like, why the hell does Superman look like that? <laughs> like, are we not on Apocalypse anymore? We're back on Earth. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we were on Apocalypse. I thought. I swear to God, I thought John Constantine set up a bar on Apocalypse, and I'm like, that's very fitting for John Constantine. I thought that too. Like, yeah. What the hell happened? <laughs> I thought it was, but then they, like, I yeah. think they like show England, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. For the bar scene, I my first thought was it was you remember in Dark Knight's Metal how their safe haven was a bar in like the middle of time yeah. and space. I thought that's what it was at first. It's like okay, a little metal reference there, but no, it's just literally a bar, and for some reason that's hidden from para demon doomsday things. So, yeah, Paradooms, I think they call them. Yeah, so the plot of this movie, besides taking the word of Dark Side, is basically so many heroes die, so many heroes lost hope. Uh, there's only a few left alive in this world, and Superman and Raven, of all people, powerless Superman, I might say, are trying to recruit a small team to go back to Dark Side, end him, and restore the world. Batman is. Uh, kind of a, a dark, slave side to dark slave. Side. Yeah, he's on the Mobius chair, which I'll get to in the bad section. And into the bad, <laughs> I knew that was going to be on your bad category from like the second because I didn't read it. You like sent some messages to the group chat, like I just watched it, and you were like sending some spoilers. I didn't read those, and then I'm watching it and I see the Mobius chair, and I'm like, oh, cool, the Mobius chair. And then I saw what they were doing with it. I'm like, oh, Hunter's going to hate this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll explain that in a second here. Uh, but yeah, that's the basic plot of the movie. So I guess we'll start with the good now. We'll go over it. What did you actually enjoy in this movie? Um, okay, the stakes were definitely there. I mean, they yeah. were very there, but like they were there. Like this was like a final movie. Like we're not going out on a happy note. So I was like, okay, I, I kind of respect that tone. Um, I, I, I liked the um, some of the character interactions I thought were really good. I thought uh, Constantine... Just talking to other characters was very good. Um, I think they do Constantine very well in that universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought Superman was really good in this movie throughout. Yeah, I, I did too. I, although I didn't like his how he was powerless for the most part. I thought his he kept the moral. He kept like his code. Of oh yeah, hundred percent. He was the symbol of hope for this movie. So yeah, I agree with that. I also agree with the Constantine thing. How even though he was basically the main character of this movie. Uh, he was well written, like he usually is in these movies. 
well voice acted, all that. What else? <laughs> um, I, I thought Darkseid was pretty good. He felt he felt very menacing from like the second we see him. Like I liked how he knew about the plan before they even came to Apocalypse. Like I thought mm-hmm. that was very Darkseidy. I thought that was very badass. And like he didn't really even have to move a muscle. Like he's shooting his Omega beams while the Paradooms are like taking out the entire Justice League. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he felt like 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 Thanos the Mad Titan. Like the Mad Titan. He felt like that. Like he's just going and no one could stop him. Like you really felt like. Darkseid is like a Justice League level threat because it takes so many of them to take him down. And he really like upgraded from the second movie of the universe, which was Justice League War, where he was younger. He was still strong, right? He was still kicking the Justice League's ass, but he lost to them. So he really like learned from his past mistakes, which I thought was cool. Like if you're going to do a universe like that, I like to see the character growth and even the villains. That's a good point. Did you like his voice though? Oh, well, I noticed they changed the voice from Justice they did. League War. Yes. Uh, I, I, I if if they didn't change the voice like if it wasn't like if I didn't have the pre voice I would have been like that's fine like it was an okay voice but just because I know the one from Justice League War is so good I was kind of just like that's weird like it's like if you heard a Batman voice right you'd be like oh that's pretty good and then you hear it right after Kevin Conroy's you're like oh that's not as good yeah right? like it's like just comparing it to the old Dark Side is kind of tough because the old Dark Side voice was better yeah I agree it, his voice to me sounded he didn't sound like Dark Side he sounded like just a guy. <laughs> and just I, like I think they could use like a little bit more like echo effect or something or something to make it yeah. sound like like bass boosted like a voice modulator like they did for Batman vs Superman like something like that just to make it like a little bit more like projected w- while being deeper. Yeah, I think they did that with War too because his voice is extremely deep and menacing and loud in War. While in this one, he he sounds like a guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, if you, if you close your eyes and watch it, you would just think it's another man. Yeah, exactly. I was curious about the voice. So I watched the credits and looked up the voice. Uh, I think his name was Tony Tar. No, it's Tony Tar. Todd. I just said it again. Tony Todd was his name. And so I looked him up and he has only did voice acting twice. So this movie is the second one. His first one was also a superhero villain. Do you know the voice at Wait. all? Well, I'm on his thing right now. So. Oh, okay. Well, never <laughs> I can mind. actually see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he voiced Zoom in the Flash TV show. Uh, season two yeah. he would even play zoom but he was the voice of zoom when uh teddy put on the mask so uh those were his two voice acting roles i guess both dc villains which is pretty cool uh however yeah. i felt even when he was zoom they distorted his voice a bit to make it a bit more alien like menacing villainy well this one again it was just his regular voice and so i wasn't the biggest fan of his voice but the character himself you like you were saying did have growth he was smarter than he was in more uh, he actually mm. was able to counter the Justice League and D- the DC Universe here. So, yeah, Darkseid, I guess, was a plus in this case. Some heroes that were still alive, I thought, even though they were crippled, I thought were good in this. Cyborg especially. Cyborg, he didn't. He doesn't do much. Cyborg is great. He, he's not in this movie very much, but when he is on screen, he's great. And his lines are great, and... He just has a good purpose in this movie, despite barely being in it. So I enjoyed him a lot. I feel like the uh, the company couldn't get that many voice actors to return. You see Aquaman die, but I don't think you hear him speak once. So I don't think yeah, same, voice same actor with was Mera, there. I think, because she like was doing some fighting and they turned it into like the half cyborg thing. But I don't think she ever had a line. Yeah, besides screaming, which anyone could do. That's a good point. Yeah, Mera also yeah. was just silent. Same with Black Manta. Man, they really didn't do good to the justice league world (laughs) or i mean the aquaman world here yeah Yeah, they didn't (laughs) yeah that sucks 
But uh, yeah, you do see a lot of characters in this, which is cool. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Well, this is kind of like a, a good, bad, like double edged sword. There is definitely like a big range of characters. Like they really established like this is the entire DC universe. Like there's you know heroes in every depth. Like I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. You get to see a lot of villains, a lot of heroes. Basically, everyone who's voiced something returns here. Like you, it's a Justice League movie, yet Captain Boomerang had a ton of lines. So it's kind of yeah. cool in that case where it is like oh, yeah, that, 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 that was pretty funny when when him and Constantine are going at it like Aussie versus uh, Brit. Brit, yeah, <laughs> Aussie and Brit, yeah. I did enjoy their banter. Constantine, like you said, like Constantine interacting with characters that you don't really see him interact with often was really neat. You see him talk with Harley Quinn, with Captain Boomerang, with Raven. He has like a really cool connection with Raven too. They're both being magical characters but they barely interact in the comics so yeah i did like their relationship a lot um mm-hmm. besides good i mean the animation was awesome there's a wonder woman fight scene where the camera doesn't pan away at all you just see enemies coming at wonder woman like every second you oh, see her yeah, dodge yeah, and slash <laughs> and i thought the animation was great in that point that was near the third act besides that though uh flash was cool well, right. I was gonna say Flash is cool. That that ending was like very like eerie. Like the way they did that. Like I called that. Uh, I watched it with a friend of mine, and I called that like from the like halfway point. I called that Lex Luthor was gonna be the uh, secret on the inside, and then I I called that uh, Flash was gonna reset it all at the end. Like I knew that one hundred percent from like when the deaths were happening. I'm like, oh, Flash is gonna undo this all. Huh. I didn't call that. So I thought he died right off the bat. So I didn't think we'd see him again. But. I actually thought that they were gonna they were gonna end it with like him running off and then him reappearing back in Flashpoint, or like oh, right at the cool. end of like remember, remember at the end of Flashpoint when he's with Batman. I thought he was gonna be right back in the cave with Batman. That that that'd was my so original cool. guess, but he ended up running back, but he wasn't in the cave with Batman. Oh, you made me think of that now. <laughs> that would have been really cool, <laughs> like kind of yeah, full circle been. for the universe. Damn. Oh, well, uh, the voices, <laughs> I find the voices of this universe are great. Like, there's not really a bad voice for the main Justice League characters. Yeah, although it's yeah, like I, Kevin I, Conroy, I, I like the Batman. Well, well, I was going to say, I think there's one that I, I don't even want to say I dislike it. It just throws me off. Rain Wilson, and I mentioned this before, Rain Wilson is Lex Luthor. Oh, I mean, yeah. I guess he's not a bad Lex Luthor. It's just, I only hear Dwight in my head. So it's like, I, I pictured uh, Lex to be very menacing, you know, Clancy Brown in the DC animated universe, right? He has that very, like, deep... Or Smallville, you know, yeah. Menacing voice, right? But yeah, Smallville. Like, I hear this one, and it's just like, oh, you put my you put my stapler in jello, Jim. Like, that's all yeah. I hear, you know? <laughs> it's a little too nasally, too. I find, even without, like, the whole Dwight Schrute thing, I find that the voice just doesn't really suit Luther at it's all. Like, it's like the same problem with Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I think Jesse's a t- very talented actor. I just think that, like... When I hear Lex Luthor, I don't expect to hear like a voice crack. I expect to hear, you know, like a very deep Clancy Brown type voice. Yeah, exactly. And so I guess we got two bad Luthers within the same five year gap, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he, he delivers his lines as well as he could. It's just his voice doesn't suit Lex Luthor. Maybe a different character. I can see him maybe yeah. as same with Jesse Eisenberg, Riddler, maybe. <laughs> yeah, oh, Riddler 100%. I could see Dwight or uh, Rain Wilson as. <laughs> Rain Wilson. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it just it throws me off him as Lex. But I would agree that the voice cast is really good. I think uh, Jason O'Mara as Batman is very great. good. Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson is great as Wonder Woman. And she was, if I'm not mistaken, a recast because she was in like Wonder Woman Bloodlines as uh, Wonder Woman. But I believe in Justice League War, she mm-hmm. was not Wonder Woman. No, she's Wonder Woman War, I think. I'm pretty sure she is. 
No, she's not. Oh, yeah, she's not. It's uh, Michelle Monaghan uh, in the original one in Justice League War. I, I, I had a feeling she was recast, but I think she sounds enough like her that you don't even really notice. Yeah, same it thing. Didn't in notice Flash, at all. Flashpoint Paradox is another Wonder Woman. They went through a few Wonder Womans, I guess. Yeah, Flashpoint Paradox is a different. She, she, Flash she started. Too, she started in Throne of Atlantis. Rosario Dawson. Okay, I was gonna say because she was in like Reign of Superman and Death of Superman, so she's yeah, been in. Justice League Earth, she's been in a lot, but yeah. Okay, interesting. I do like her as Wonder Woman a lot, though. She her voice suits the character very well. It's very powerful. So, yeah. Um, yeah the I Superman, I forget his name, but the Superman is also really good. I like him a lot. It's very calming. Uh, Jerry O'Connell. Yep. There. That, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, him a lot. Yeah, I, I see him returning to the role, and I'd be happy for that. Oh, uh, another good thing with Superman. There's a very small scene that might have been my favorite scene in the movie. It's when uh, the world is destroyed, pretty much. Heroes are dead. Teen Titans are destroyed. And Raven decides that she wants to end it all. So she goes to kill herself, but Superman there, and he just puts his hand on... That that was really good. Yeah, all you see is Superman. Suit destroyed, eyes green, kryptonite's already infused, but he's still holding on. And he stops Raven and just looks at her in the eyes and gives like a hopeful smile, like, hold on. And I thought that was so well done. Like you don't see, you don't hear words or anything. You just see Superman stop her and give Raven hope again. I love that. Yeah. Now that's yeah. all the good. <laughs> I, I, I I definitely I definitely agree there. I mean, there were some good things about this film, but like the film left me going like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> I, I guess because I didn't watch any trailers or anything, so I had like no oh, idea did. what the movie. Yeah, oh. I, I didn't watch any trailers. I had zero clue. Like, I know everyone kept calling it like a dollar store endgame, which is yeah, accurate. Uh, but, <laughs> but when I was watching it, I was like, oh, okay, that's how it goes down. Okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, there, there was just like a lot of like, like disbelief. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That happened. <laughs> yeah, same. You good for talking about the bad now? Or you have any more good you want to add? Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm ready to go on. <laughs> what did you not like about this? great movie um okay for the last movie in the universe um what the hell like i expected (laughs) it to be like kind of just wrapping up like the dark side arc and all that and it was kind of just like okay everyone's dead and then i kept thinking like all right like comic book deaths these deaths are you know not going to be happening a lot of the characters died without you know really feeling the emotional impact like even like dick grayson's death like we see it i was kind of just like oh okay you know like i guess it was like Kind of like an oversaturation of death, where there was so many hap- so much happening at once. I couldn't even process. Like they're dead, they're dead, their legs gone, their arms gone. You know, like there was just so much going on. Yeah, I mean, Superboy, he just appeared in like two movies ago in Reign of Superman, and they gave him like kind of hope at, near the end of uh, Reign of Superman that he is going to be like joining the Teen Titans, maybe, maybe. And this movie, you see, he's already on the Teen Titans, and you see his neck get snapped within two seconds of him on screen. So it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Well. Or, or um, <laughs> Donna Troy Wonder Woman, or Donna Troy Wonder Girl, rather, was teased, I think, at the end of Judas Contract. Um, she was, like, right at the end of that. And then all of a sudden, she, like, got demolished on the battlefield without having one line. Uh, Wallace is in this one, which I was like, yeah. what the hell is he doing here? He doesn't, have one, he doesn't have one line, and I don't even think he was on the battlefield. I don't even remember seeing him. All on the you see is his body. He's in the silver suit, uh, which is kind of cool. But, Which is cool for new, especially because it's like the new Fifty Two universe. But yeah, I was like, oh, okay, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, dead instantly. He doesn't have a single line. You, I don't think you even see him move. You just see his body. So yeah, it's a lot of. I I understand them doing that. Be like, hey, look, this person exists. So it's like, hey, they exist, but oh, they're dead. Batgirl too. <laughs> like she, she was teased at the end of I think Bad Blood, 
which was a long time ago. Was she in Hush? Yeah, yeah, bad luck. Uh, I don't remember her in Hush. Okay, yeah, so I don't think she's even been in a movie, and you just see her. Actually, I don't think you see her die. You see her fighting. Oh, but it says she, she is. It, just, it says that she is in, in Hush. I'm just on the credits right now. I don't remember her being in Hush, but I guess she was. Maybe like a quick scene. But she, yeah, she's like barely in the universe, and she like died. Uh, Batwoman at least plays a decent role, uh, like for her fight scene. But like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, like Batwing goes flying by. It was kind of just like them kind of. Like this movie was like, let me showcase. I have this character and that character and this character, but it kind of felt like hollow when I'm just watching them all kind of get slaughtered. It'd be cool if we saw him live, but instead it's like, hey, you like Wallace West? Well, here he is, dead. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah. Like I, I kept thinking like, okay, if all these main heroes are dying, are they setting up like a legacy Earth where Dick Grayson is going to become the Batman now? Like, like you don't have to show it in the movie, right? Of like, like any future movies, but it's like, oh. Uh, now that Bruce is gone and he's like a slave of Darkseid, uh, like whatever, like Bruce sacrifices himself. Now Dick Grayson's going to be Batman, and now Don Troy's going to take over as Wonder Woman, and Superboy's going to become Superman. Like I thought, that's what they were going for at one yeah. point. And then I'm like, oh, okay, it's just not happening. It's just all shock value and gore, and near the yeah. end of things, you're just you don't like it. It's not like, oh, I like that. Oh no, they're dead. Oh, I like that. Oh no, they're dead. But you can't do that for a whole movie. <laughs> at that point, it's just like, yeah. oh hey, there's Blue Beetle. I wonder if he's going to live. Nope. Like, it just comes predictable and kind of boring in a way and not the yeah. greatest thing to put for like entertainment. This is a movie in the end and you're just watching your favorite heroes die from parademons, which are, it'd be more interesting. Like the thing that makes like Jason Todd's death so great is he's killed by Batman's greatest enemy. These are all just goons in a way. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, it's not off. even like Dark. Yeah, it's not like Superboy was able to escape all the paradigms, and then all of a sudden Darkseid like grasps grasps them. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know that that could have been cooler of like seeing them fully fleshed out. And I get you only have like a certain amount of time, but like I, I don't know, this movie just the, the pacing felt a little bit off. Um, I I also thought that the Robin and Raven relationship was so peculiar because why? <laughs> and <laughs> and not just Robin, not just Robin and Raven, Damien and Raven. I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, I guess in this universe is the same age, but have they ever had a connection before and anything else? <laughs> I, I, like, I, I think Raven was on his Teen Titans in the beginning of Teen Titans Rebirth. I don't remember them interacting. She was, once. yeah. They interacted, and it was mostly Raven not liking him at all. So yeah, yeah. They, I guess they did. They were on the same team in the comics for seventeen issues. I think that team was mm-hmm. before it fell apart, and Damien got a different team. Maybe 20 issues. But still, mo- most of that team was Damien and Wallace talking or Damien and Starfire talking. Raven and Beast Boy were kind of in the background complaining how they didn't like Damien. So I understand. Yeah. I mean, this is a new universe. They want to do their own things. But what a strange it, it just felt like they, they felt like a very odd couple because it was like, I, if I'm not mistaken, in Judas Contract, they were like kind of like warming up to the idea of each other but then all of a sudden in this one it felt like they were like a long-term couple yeah and and i and i I could be wrong about that maybe they were more flirty than i think in judah's contract i just don't remember them being together so i I thought it was weird that like he like offered her to be the head of the league of assassins and all that with him and i was like okay oh 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 another lady lady shiva's death what the hell was that she she gets killed by a random goon who does not have one line doesn't have a name He's just an anonymous henchman. <laughs> I was going to say that too. I thought that it was um, Damien's mom, Talia, for the whole movie until she died. 
Like, cause oh, they, they called her. I, I, I thought the same thing at first when they first arrived there, but then I think somebody calls her Shiva. Okay, so I that's must have I was missed like, oh, that. Okay, Lady Shiva, you must, you must have missed that. But yeah, when when they first arrived, I was like, oh, it's Talia, and then I'm like, okay, it's not Talia, <laughs> it's Lady Shiva, who, for those who don't know, is one of the best combat characters in all of DC. She could be Batman instantly. She is, I think, she's second or third best fighter in the DC universe. Maybe second. Yeah, I, well, 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 I think depending on some comics, I think that she might even be best. Yeah. I, I know it's like usually her, Cassandra Cain, uh, Black Canary around that area. But I think in some in some lists, it might be her. But yeah, she gets like, like they're walking by somewhere. And then all of a sudden she gets like a stray bullet just goes into her head. And like there's some henchmen, like one anonymous henchman alone. So like they, they all kill the henchman. And then Damien's like, oh, no, Shiva, rest well. You serve me. Then like closes her eyes. And I was like. <laughs> like there's so many, so many of the deaths in this movie just left me like what the that shocked me even I more because i didn't even, i was like oh there goes talia and then he says shiva i'm like wait that was shiva <laughs> you can't just put one That's of the great. best combat people in dc and just have her walk into a bullet like i didn't like that at all because I, I wish we could all see her fight but we didn't she was gonna fight superman and then ray robin said stand down but yeah, yeah. That, that that was like a very odd thing, um, but yeah, it was, it was just like so many of those deaths where I'm like, come on, like show me something cool. Yeah, Aquaman death was annoying to me. I just got pulled apart. Same with Zatanna. I feel like she could have got away from uh Yeah, I mean her, her her in heaven was cool, but yeah, I actually I thought that was a pretty cool explanation of like why Constantine was walking away because when they originally show you her death, like he just starts walking away. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with him? Why is he walking away? But she like gave him like a like a. Like she said something magic that made him walk away and made him go into the portal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was a little weird. I like their scene in heaven though. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. But I still think her death was kind of like okay. I feel yeah, like- yeah. Her well, but it was like it was like with a lot of the deaths, like they're just being torn apart immediately. Like some these like some these are some of the most powerful characters in the DC universe. Like Starfire gets literally ripped in half. Like you see her legs and then you see her top half. I was like, what the hell? Like <laughs> they've they've shown Starfire is very very powerful in the Teen Titans movies. Like. Mm-hmm. Come on, throw me a bone here. She's extremely powerful, and then in, that's the same thing with Lady Shiva. Very strong, but instant death. Aquaman, I mean, he's bulletproof, but he was torn apart. <laughs> so, yeah, some some of these deaths were just like, come on, start like Blue Beetle was even extremely powerful, and he was knocked out instantly. Superboy, like, ah, uh, we keep complaining about the deaths, but. I guess we could keep complaining about the deaths. What else was bad about the movie besides the deaths? I, I, I mean, I'm trying to think what else I what else I didn't really like. I mean, I also saw the ending coming with the uh, Trigon. I actually predicted a lot of this movie with uh, Trigon like going ham on Darkseid. When when Trigon was like stuck and Raven says the line like, "Oh, he wants to. If I let him out, he'll destroy Earth." I'm like, "Oh, they're gonna let him out on Apocalypse. Boom, he's gonna take he's gonna take out Apocalypse and Darkseid." And then uh, it happened. I was like, damn, I like literally wrote this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, it's a cool way to kind of be like, okay, we can't beat him if we can't. It's kind of like the whole, like, I know I can't beat him, but he can kind of thing. So that's yeah, why they yeah, yeah, so all right, all right. yeah. One thing I didn't like that I was talking about in our group chat before you were reading it was what is this team? This is a weird team. So you have a Justice League movie, and the team is Powerless Superman, Constantine, Robin, and Raven. Like that, oh that's well, well the, the, the entire thing, I'm like, why is this called Justice League Dark Apocalypse War? It could have been like called like Constantine and Superman Apocalypse War. <laughs> like there was really no need to call it Justice League Dark. Like I know they made the Justice League Dark movie. And by the way, I don't know if you've seen the Justice League Dark animated movie from, 
I want to say 2017, but that's literally that's literally like Batman featuring the Justice League Dark. Yeah. Like even on the cover of the movie I'm looking at it right now, like Batman's in the front, like in the big in the middle, and then the Justice League Dark's in the back of him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's very odd stuff. Batman sells. Yes. <laughs> And the word Justice League. I mean, sells. I, mean no, I, I definitely get that, but yeah, this just didn't feel right. I don't know. And they didn't even bring back like any of the directors that they usually have, like uh, Jay Olivia, who did Flashpoint and uh, Justice League War, and I think he did like Bad Blood and a few of the other ones. Uh, he's done a lot of them. And then there's uh, Sam Liu, who did I think Reign of Superman and Death of Superman, and I think he did the Teen Titans movies. You had two new directors on this. You had one who, uh, Christina Sada, who it's her first movie that she's ever directed. And then you had Matt Peters, who's just done like a bunch of like the Lego, like Lego DC Lego movies DC that are like movies, straight yeah. to DVD release. So, yeah. so it felt like, okay, I feel like you should write your eight tier talent if you want like the end game type movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. It's weird, like the final movie and they pick new people to do it. I mean,. Yeah. A lot of people did like it. <laughs> Going online, I see a lot of people be like, man, that was amazing. 9.5 out of 10 and stuff. But I'm like, really? Wait, really? Yeah, I've seen quite a few posts on Instagram just saying that this was like such a good movie. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> huh. like, I, I, I would have thought, I, I thought people hated this, actually. Yeah, I thought because I, I watched it before seeing any reviews. So I was actually pretty hyped when I first like hit play. And I like the beginning, like, when it shows everyone in the ships going to Apocalypse. It reminded me of that scene in Doomsday Clock, where everyone's going to Mars. So, but then it just, then the movie happened. And I was like, oh no, I don't like this. Um, besides that, I think that's all the bad I could go over, really. What about you? Yeah, that, that, that's about all I have. I mean, there, it was just like, it was just such a weird movie. Like, I feel like I am still, like, kind of processing it. Like, it, it was just so <laughs> much to take in. Yep, it definitely was. Any uh, any references you saw? We'll go to the nerdy section now. Easter eggs? Uh, well, well so I was thinking, I felt like there were a few nods to Dark Side War. I mean, obviously Batman on definitely. the uh, Mobius chair and all that. Yeah, you know, they changed okay, it up so yeah, much. I guess I oh, you didn't mention that in the bed. Yeah, go uh, yeah. back to the bed. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, Dark Side War. It's my favorite comic book ever. It's my favorite story ever. Especially Justice League number 50. Might be my favorite single issue ever. It's the finale of Dark Side War. I think it's so good, and I read it, like, three times a year, and I love it every time. The main focus for Batman's role in this story is he sits on the Mobius chair, one of the most powerful things in DC, and he gains the knowledge of everything. He knows everything here. The problem is, he can't get off the chair. He can't stand up. He can't leave it, because he doesn't have the willpower to do so. The only reason he's able to get off is because Hal Jordan takes off his ring, puts it on Bruce, forcing Batman to get the willpower to, like, kind of get launched off like it's more so the ring took him off than he actually stepped off so when he steps off the chair he gets his memories back and he's like oh god thank you you saved me like he's thankful for being off the chair and this movie he's on the chair and he's very mindless like he is in the in the comics so at first i was like okay i mean they made made the colors red instead of blue but okay but then they come to the scene where the team confronts him and batman stands up to punch his son in the face Damien. And I was like, I, I yeah. kind of like stuttered there. I was like, huh? He stood up. He, he's free. Like, when you stand off the Mobius chair, you're free from the chair. Like, it's the reason why in the comics right now, Wally West, he's on the chair and he's not getting up because he can't. He physically can't. He doesn't have the willpower yeah. to. So it just bothered me so much that he just stood up in the end. And even then, 
in the comic when he's on the chair he's he, although he's mindless and he's just has this all this knowledge he's still a good person like he's still fighting with the league he's still against dark side well in this one he's on the chair and he's being tortured by it somehow and with dark side he's like on his team i just i didn't get that they they rewrote the chair but they didn't explain it they made the chair evil while it's more of a neutral thing like you could choose to sit on it if you want you gain the knowledge of everything you still could be a good guy it's just you'll be stuck there it's more of a prison of power mm. while this one it was more like a torture device that turns you into a slave so i didn't like that i didn't like that at all <laughs> That was my yeah. main problem with the Mobius chair. That's why I posted on my comic book hunter page recently, like the actual scene of how Batman gets off in the comics. <laughs> how yeah, he needed, I, I, like, I the... thought you posted that, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, that was that was uh, oh, so th- that, that was in reference to the movie. Yeah, because I hate how he stood up, and he was still evil. I didn't like that at all. Like making the chair evil, and you sit on your evil, that's okay, but don't have you like just stand up and still be evil. That means it's not the chair doing it. What's the point of the chair? So. I understand. I wasn't angry at this movie. A lot of people were messaging me, actually, asking, like, oh, you probably hated it because it was nothing like Dark Side War. No, I, I didn't like it, but it's not because of that. I knew right off the bat that this wasn't a Dark Side War movie. It took things inspired by Dark Side War, but it won't be based on the comics at all. And it wasn't. I mean, this is a story about the end of the world, while Dark Side War is still kind of the end of the world, but it's more of like a war of new gods happening on Earth, and then Justice League caught in the middle. That's what, not what this movie was. So, I'm not hating on it for that, I just think it wasn't a well-written movie. I even found this movie took more inspiration from Forever Evil than it did Dark Side War, having like the Suicide yeah, Squad. I, yeah, I would, it felt like they kind of like put them in a blender, mixed them, took the results, you know? Yeah, exactly. Even like Luther being like kind of a double agent reminded me of Injustice, like the first few years of in the Injustice comics, where he was against Superman, but on Batman's side, but acting like he's with Superman. So I kind of like, yeah. you know, it's a bunch of comic inspiration mixed together to make its own original movie. It's nothing like any of these comics, but there are references here and there. The Moby's chair just bothers me because yeah. it's they took the concept of the Moby's chair through the window and just put in the Moby's chair. But it wasn't yeah, accurate. yeah, like you put it in for no reason at that point. Yeah, it's like having a character have a Green Lantern ring, but they can't make constructs or fly. It could just shoot lasers. Like, you're you're taking the concept yeah. of something and just getting rid of what it does, just showing it off. So, yeah, I didn't like that. Rant over. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a reference. There's a Dark Side War reference, I guess, because Batman sits on the chair in Dark Side War. It's the only comic that he sits on it. So, I guess that's a, in the nerdy section, Easter egg area. Any other Easter eggs you notice? Um, I, I mean, I haven't read Dark Side War in forever. Don't kill me. Oh, but well. uh, I, I felt like there was some, like, <laughs> similar like panels that like it felt familiar but i wasn't sure i mean i don't think so <laughs> like, like I, I didn't know if there was anything with dark side like i was thinking like was there something that looked like a panel like this like i don't know it, it felt vaguely familiar but um in the first issue of dark side where mr miracle goes to confront dark side and he's sitting on his throne his throne room is very much like what it looks like in the comic with like very red mm-hmm. walls and there's kind of like a lava stream nearby. So that was similar, I guess, but that's just a throne room. Oh, one other thing. Uh, they kept, especially Wonder Woman in this, they kept mentioning how they will never bow to the new gods. The new gods are bad, blah, blah, blah. Darkseid is the only new god in this movie. Like there's a lot of new gods, but, and they're on Apocalypse for a lot yeah. of the movie. I kept expecting like Stephen Wolf to show up or Orion, Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, the Furies. So 
but none of yeah, the they new just gods, kept, right? Yeah, yeah, Granny Goodness is on. Yeah, they just kept calling it New Gods, but it was only Darkseid. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I kept thinking, like, well, I mean, this is Conan's Far by Darkseid War and Mr. Miracle, the Furies, and Big Barda, and even, like, Steppenwolf and all of them. They all play roles in Darkseid War, but I kept expecting them to show up, but they didn't. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would, I guess, what do you rate the movie? Um, okay. I'm, I'm like between like four and a half and five. I, I thought, just thought it was like a very odd film. Uh, not a great ending. I mean, I don't, the, the ending of it was okay, but I just feel like to cap off a universe, it was kind of just like, eh. Yeah. I'm probably the same around that review score as well. I mean, I, there was moments that I enjoyed, but in the end, I don't think I'll watch this movie again. And I watched Justice yeah, oh, League no, War yeah. a few times. I've seen Flashpoint a few times. There are movies in this universe that I really do like, and I watch a few times. But this is not one of them. Well, and I, and I think that's the shame of the DCAMU, because I think, you know, it had the... Because it, it's modeled after the New 52, but it came out after the New 52 was already way underway. So you could have seen what was successful from the New 52 and what wasn't. Yeah, that's but they true. didn't really. And, like, I don't know. There, there's a lot of problems I have with it of, like, you have only Dick and Damien as Robin. And I guess that makes more sense, like, just logic-wise, like, real-world logic of only having two of them. But, like... I don't know. I just felt like you missed the boat with Jason Todd and Tim Drake and just big parts of this universe are like clearly missing. And the fact that we never got a Flash movie in this universe. And I honestly, I don't count Flashpoint. It's literally called Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Like <laughs> it's a Justice League I don't know. It's, it's a little frustrating. We, we never got a Green Lantern movie in this universe. Like we got in this universe, Batman we had just, <laughs> Yeah, we got Batman Hush, Batman and Son, Batman vs. Robin and uh, Batman Bad Blood. You got... Suicide Squad, Hell of the Pay, Justice League Dark, and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, Death of Superman, Reign of Superman, and two Teen Titans movies. Like, it just seems very odd. One, one, like, one movie. It, yeah. It, yeah, like, the universe didn't feel very balanced. And now it's just over, which I yeah. think is kind of for the better at this point. Like, I feel like it gives them more freedom with animated movies to do different stories. Like, now you don't have to worry about fitting into a universe. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how they did, like, Red Sun. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's what they're... A lot of people are thinking that the Rebirth universe is going to start now. Uh, I don't mind having an animated universe together. I don't mind if they do it again with the Rebirth universe. There is a Superman movie coming out. I don't think it's going to be like a universe type movie. But uh, I think it's Superman Man of Tomorrow. But if they were to do another universe again, I'd be totally on board. I'd be okay with that. I just hope it's better. And I hope it focuses more less on batman and more on characters that didn't get their chance to sign i think justice league war the best part of that movie is green lantern and we never forgot to see the green lantern shine again really so yeah yeah i mean to me at this point it's kind of just like do the movies as you will right if you want to do like a flash movie with a sequel do that but it doesn't have to be connected to the green lantern movie they have with a sequel i'd love to see them run through uh, Jeff's Green Lantern run. I think, like I mentioned in the chat, I think Sinestro Corpors and or Black as Night would be so cool as an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Tom Taylor was hinting that an Injustice animated movie is happening. I would watch that. I don't know how they would fit, like it, unless they did like five movies, five years or something like that. But I, I think would be down for that. I like yeah, a lot of people were actually tweeting out like hashtag Injustice movie, including Ed Boon, who is the guy who created the Injustice video game. Like the first one and the second one, so he's kind of the guy who yeah, thought and, the idea and, originally. And, and Tom Taylor, who wrote the comic, uh, yeah, they were both tweeting. He, he he also tweeted that, so that made me feel more confident in it. Mm-hmm. I could, I, I'll watch that for sure. I mean, pretty much anything 
DC anime or Marvel anime that's thrown out, we'll probably watch and review on the show, yeah, whether it's good yeah. or bad. But I'm looking forward to Man Tomorrow as well. The animation looks a little weird, but it's a Superman movie. It's, which... it's a little weird, but it also kind of looks like very like Silver Age to me, which kind of looks cool. So yeah, I, I'm hoping for like a very classic Superman feel. So yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that movie for sure. I don't know when it's out. Do you? I'm not sure. I think it's later this year, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We don't have a full trailer yet, just images so far of the animation style. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, it's an... How about... What do you rate the universe in general? Like, just the DC animated oh, well, universe? Well, so, so I think the universe started so strong. Your first two movies were Flashpoint Paradox and Just League War, which I think are the two best movies. Me too. Right? So I you agree. had, like, an amazing foundation to start from. And then I think the Batman movies are... They're serviceable. I think that Batman and Son is, you know, it's a decent version of Grant Morrison's Batman and Son. You know, you didn't have the exact Bat lore that I would have loved to to really tell that story, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. And then, then you got into movies that I, I think just are very mediocre. I think I, I thought Wonder Woman Bloodlines was very mediocre. I thought Suicide Squad held a play play was very mediocre just like dark was very mediocre i thought hush was like a slap in the face and like <laughs> hush literally does not fit in the universe i i have no idea why they did that and yeah. and making hush riddler oh that was so bad but but like the animation style just didn't fit the story of hush so you got like a bunch of mediocre ones bad blood i thought was very mediocre so but i, I do think there were you know i thought death of superman was pretty good after a slow start teen titans Judas contract was serviceable was pretty good throne of atlantis was serviceable like no, so I, I think yeah. it's just a, I, I think a movie that had a lot of potential or a series of movies that had a lot of potential, but just never really lived up to the starting foundation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think anything ever topped Flashpoint and Just League War. Yeah, and there's some stories like this is in the end a new 52 universe, and the just stories Batman and Son, which I mean that's not a new 52, but it could still work. But Hush, I feel like Hush was also like I I haven't even seen Hush. I refuse to watch it because I heard. Oh, you I haven't heard, seen it? No, I refuse. <laughs> Did I, I hear- spoil the end for you? No, no, I I knew the end, which is why I refused to watch it, dude. Dude, dude, Hush is like it with even with because I read it right before I watched it. The mm-hmm. dialogue is like right on, like they use some of the dialogue from the comics. They use a lot of the scenes from the comics. I'm like, all oh, right, this is great. And then Don't all of a sudden, <laughs> Riddler is Hush, and I'm like, what? And then Riddler gets like OP powers at the end, at like the fire scene. I was just like, what's going on here? Like, is what did you do? Thomas Elliot in it at all? He's, he's in it and he dies and I'm like, oh, well, obviously I know he's going to come back. Like Joker kills him. I'm like, all right, I know he's going to come back. Never came back. <laughs> Jeez. The mostly, yeah, I heard about the ending, so I didn't watch it then. I was going to wait for it to rent. I wasn't going to buy it. So I was going to wait. And then the ending came out. So I was like, oh God. And also the fact that it doesn't, it's in the New 52 animated universe style. So it doesn't reflect Jim Lee's art at all. And I feel like Jim Lee's art is what people, most people remember. From this comic, I feel oh, like that- Hush is Jim Lee's most famous comic ever. Like Hush got me into uh, for, Batman for DC, for DC. For DC, I'd say yes, and and I'd say it's definitely one of his most famous. But I think he's most known for his X Men uh, comics, Probably, especially yeah. like that X Men number one cover. That 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 might be the only one that he's most known for. But Hush is definitely his most known DC comic by yeah. far. Yeah, and that came out in like what two thousand two something like that. So it's been yeah, a while. It got yeah. Really- Hush got me into Batman. It like it changed my life that comic in a way. So I was really hyped when they announced an animated movie. Also, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, the animated series, the Arkham game, stuff like that. Probably the best voice that people imagine in their head when they're reading a Batman comic. He has said that his favorite comic book ever is Hush. And that he would love to do a Hush movie. And they didn't give it to him. So I was like, come on. <laughs> like, dang. 
So I, I was hoping for that. So in the end, movie came up available to rent. I was going to do it, but I think the ending, I knew how terrible that was. And just knowing that Kevin Conroy didn't get it, it doesn't resemble Jim Lee's art. So like even Killing Joke, Killing Joke wasn't good, but the art so kind of looks like the art in the comics. So mm-hmm. they could have done something like that, but oh well. Not watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree, and I, and I think in the future, without having the universe, you don't have to fit the same animation style. Like I know they want to do Batman: The Long Halloween, and it's been in development for a few years. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do Long Halloween, it has to be Tim Sale style, or else it's not Long Halloween. Like, you know, when you know that story, you know, like the caricatures of characters. You know, the Joker looking crazy, like a ten foot face. Like, you need to have <laughs> that. It's just so classic to the story. Yeah, you got to have a lot of shadows because his art is has yeah, body shadows. Sale or else it's not Batman the Long Halloween. So mm. I, I hope in the future for, and it looks like with Superman uh for tomorrow, whatever, Man of Tomorrow, like they're doing different animation styles. I like that. I, I like that, you know, change up the animation style a little bit, mm. keep it fresh. I agree. And that's not hating on the animated universe style. I do think it is a good style. It looks great. It just doesn't fit, it doesn't fit every story. It should like especially for Hosh and stuff. Exactly, yeah. Don't make it when you have like iconic stories, I mean a comic book in the end is a team of several people, but it's mostly known for its writer and its artist. And yeah, sometimes you got to match that art with that story. And yeah, it's difficult to do that. I understand, but I mean, killing joke, killing joke does, does kind of look like the art in the end. Uh, that's the only mm-hmm. movie I can think of off the bat. <laughs> that kind of looks like the art, but it's possible to do. And they could have done Jim Lee. It just, oh, well. yeah. Well, and, and Jason Fabok has spoken up about this. I wonder what he thinks of Apocalypse War, because that's kind of resembled his comic. But he said, I think when Hush was coming out, like, this is embarrassing. Like, this is nothing like Jim Lee's art as Damn. disrespect to the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. As he tweeted about that, I was like, I was like geez, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, respect. He's the comic artist in the end. So, and Jim yeah. Lee, he's described as more of like an inspiration. Jim Lee inspired so many artists today, too. George Jimenez as well. So it's, it's cool how he's been in the industry so long he's been doing art since the 90s and still today he does art here and there he's doing charity art streams to help comic shops out and they're all amazing so yeah it's sad that his one of his most iconic stories looks like he had nothing to do with it Mm -hmm. all right so uh i guess that's our (laughs) little review slash rant on justice league dark apocalypse lore Next on the list of the show, there is actually some movie news, which we haven't gotten in a while. And it's not a delay. It's also not 100% official either. So bear with us. It's from Heroic Hollywood. So let's take it with the biggest grain of salt. But uh, according to them, Man of Steel 2 is going to be going now because Supergirl, the movie got canceled, which, yeah, no duh. We knew that was going to get canceled. Uh, But they believe that Man of Steel 2 is going forward with Henry Cavill as Superman. Uh, this is huge news, if true. Um, obviously, I don't think we're going to get a confirmation for anything for a long time. It, it's, it reminds me of like the Ben Affleck situation. of like They kind of just leave us in the air about it. But this made me feel at least a little bit more hopeful. This is the most hopeful I've been since... You remember when Henry Cavill had that video of like when all the Michael B. Jordan rumors were out and then he had like the Superman action figure that oh, was yeah. like, his Instagram video? <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I, I think that you know th- this made me feel hopeful for Man of Steel 2 and I think maybe we could finally get it. I, I just I really hope so. Supergirl would be such a pointless movie. I don't mind Supergirl being in Man of Steel too. I think that's actually a good idea. But why on earth would you have a Supergirl film? Just, yeah. just go Man of Steel too. So Hiro Kali with the person that wrote this article, they didn't 
necessarily say a source on this, but the writer has been right on things before. Um, he's been right on a lot of casting things. He's been right about a lot of movie release dates. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the one who said um, that when they were casting Birds of Prey that they were going to do a biracial um, Black Canary and then uh, uh, Journey Smollett got cast. So um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he called that one. So maybe there's some validity to this, I hope. However, he was also... Uh, go back to 2015. Yeah, 2015. He was getting everything right. He was getting castings for Batman v Superman right. He was getting rumors of Batman v Superman right, Civil War, all that stuff coming out. And then he said that Asa Butterfield will be Spider-Man. And th- to, this well, to was be a- fair, though, that was Disney's pick. It's just it wasn't Sony's pick. It was, yes. So then a few days later, it was announced that he was one of the picks. So he was like, guys, I know this for a fact that he's already chosen 100%. He is going to be Spider-Man. Like, I will bet my life on that. And then it was announced yeah. Tom Holland will play Spider-Man. And he kind of disabled yeah, I, I, his I, account. <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder if his source was from Disney. And Maybe. Disney was like, yeah, we're going to cast him. Sony was like, no, we want Tom Holland. Because that, that, that's the big thing with them. Uh, Sony wanted Tom Holland. Uh, Disney wanted Asa Butterfield. So exactly. I, I wonder so. if that's how it's. But yeah, like we're hoping that this is true, Man of Steel too. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, well, we both love Man of Steel, right? We both love Henry Cavill. I, love I, I absolutely for his birthday the other day, and Hunter said like he's like I don't care about celebrities, but he's genuinely like seems like a great guy, and like you know, he seems like just somebody you'd hang he's out with. He's one of like, the few people that like yeah, anything he's in, I will watch. Like I don't care what it yeah. is, I will watch whatever movie you put out, whatever show you put out, kind of thing. I just like the actor. yeah. I, I had no interest witcher but then when i saw him in it i'm like i could watch that yep and it'll be great so i i really like this character this uh, person he's he's a real person <laughs> yeah playing this character so if man of steel 2 were to happen what we're gonna do here is what would our pitch be we're gonna pitch me with Warner brothers we gotta know that we can't have everything we can't be like, okay i want ben affleck to return no not gonna happen yeah what would your pitch be in a way we're gonna let's Push it together, first act, second act, third act. And for listeners there, we did not plan this at all. So we don't know what we have an idea for. Uh, we're just going to try to... Okay, so do you want me to go like all, like my for, my entire movie? Or do you want to go like act by act? You have an entire movie ready? <laughs> well, I mean, I can think of my first act. I mean, it's like basic description. So, all right. So my first act, I, I think right of way, it should be Superman. Like, like the beginning sequence, just be Superman, like a kind of like a musical sequence of just him saving the city like agreed big, big save big save big save right uh like this is how they described how the beginning of spider-man 4 was going to be he's like walking to the courtroom mysterio and take taking down like a bunch of villains i want to see superman like taking down a bunch of villains and even if you use some of like his rogues gallery right i think that'd be really cool mm-hmm. and i and i want to see some things happening in the background of like uh the uh daily planet lois lane going on right him and lois like having a good time like everything's great in superman's life right he's saving the city metropolis loves him good and then i want oh i want metropolis to uh or i don't know if it'd be in smallville maybe smallville i I want supergirl to come down in the first act I, i think that her her thing should crash and she should be like 17 years old and she like i i could picture like the scene where she comes out of like the pod and she's like cal Okay, but we should make it like the original comic where Superman says, "Golly, you look just like you're you're kind of like me, but you're a woman. How could this be?" <laughs> That's the original. Might comic. Be a little, 
Might be a little cheesy, but that? I would take it. Look up the first appearance of Supergirl. It is terrible. It's so bad. Superman's like shock the whole issue. Golly. He says that a lot. There's a lot of exclamation points. Oh, and Supergirl says, That's right, Superman, and I'm here to replace you or something like that. And she does like a little pose. Uh but no, let's not do that. Let's have but, her um I'd also like her in a injustice style suit where she has like the pants and it's oh, uh, yeah, it's kind of like Superman's suit that he has in the movie, but uh you know, but for her. Red red uh maybe like a red cape, but more over the shoulder, but very injustice style. Short hair even? Yeah. Okay. Maybe she yeah. she sees Superman or maybe she doesn't recognize him as Cal because she thinks he's the baby. Maybe have well, her I, well, I guess that she would look at like the logo and be like the House of L and she'd be like, Cal? Okay. Something like that. Okay, I can see that. And then it'll be like, Cal, Cal, you're not a baby, like something like that, right? And then and then he brings her to the Kent farm and like he him and Ma Kent are like trying to explain everything. And I picture him even like getting like the thing of Jorel to come up. Okay. And, and it's like kind of like who is this and then he's like Jor-El's like this is Kara Zor-El Kara Zor-El is your cousin like she's older than you whatever like all the explanation of like what happened and then um, like they're, through some explanation they're able to figure out that her ship was stuck somewhere I, I, I picture it being like well, well ultimately what, what I would want to do is that her ship was stuck and when it gets released it only it not only releases her it releases Brainiac because Brainiac should be the villain, villain of Man of Steel 2 okay good idea one thing going back a little bit I think when she's in the ship and she sees like the logo and goes like Cal, I want her hatch to be closed. She's like looking through a window, but when it opens, we get like a Man of Steel cell thing where like she sees like the X rays and everything's so loud to her. Oh, be- yeah, you know, you know her ear. she's not used to the world yet, and maybe she like shoots. Uh, she like looks at the Kent farm and like you see her eyes go red about like lasers about to come out, but yeah, Clark stands in front of it yeah, cool. to like defend it. Gets takes the hit yeah. kind of thing. Ooh, ooh, I like that. <laughs> yep, that would be cool. <laughs> okay, um, but so, so then I like the idea of like a, kind of like training Supergirl to master her senses, and like she's not as strong as him, like she can't fly as well as him, but she's starting to get it. And mm-hmm. I could picture a, a very like a big callback to first flight of Supergirl taking her first flight. I think that could be really cool. Fist and down and having like the the grain kind of like spiral around it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like just like first flight, and then I want Brainiac to arrive on Earth, and then Supergirl explains who Brainiac is because of what happened on Krypton before Krypton was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, I, I don't know if I'd have uh, like in different versions of Superman, they've had it where it's like Brainiac was the reason Krypton was destroyed, or he was on Krypton. I kind of like a Superman the animated series had it where like he was like the central intelligence, he was like Siri or like Alexa or something like that for. Um, like Krypton, but like obviously much more advanced. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of like the idea of that of like Brainiac betrayed Krypton, and he left them when when he knew the planet was going to be destroyed. And oh, he so took a, he took a city with that. I, I kind of like that. Like that's very Superman the animated series style. So I, okay. I would probably do something like that. And um, I I think that could be pretty cool of like why Supergirl really hates Brainiac. Okay. I like and, that. And, and, then, and then from there, I think I'd have like, I, like I want it to be big stakes. So I want Brainiac like literally taking cities. And, and I, and I picture like the big fight is you got to take the fight to Brainiac and Superman on Brainiac ship, like seeing all the planets and stuff, planets and cities that he's taken. And, and I picture Brainiac like having like a lot of those like metaphorical lines, like kind of like Thanos where he's like, you know, like I did it to save them. Okay. Like, like he doesn't, 
to, to Brainiac, he's not a bad guy. He's just trying to collect intelligence on dead societies. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, kind of like maybe he predicts that Earth will die soon. And he's saying yeah, yeah, that. Like, like, yeah, like Earth, Earth is bound, is on its death trail or something like that. Yeah, and maybe and like, he collected... like, obviously Superman, Superman's the hopeful one here, and I want it to be like very, very like like we fight because right, you know? Mm-hmm. You could put in an Easter egg there when he's maybe like collecting cities, and he has like Maybe he says he has something like he has London and Sydney and Star City or something like that. You could put in a little Easter egg yeah. there. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, like a DC city. Um, yeah. And then I picture um, Superman like getting caught by Brainiac somehow and Supergirl is the one who has to go save him on the ship or at least break him out. And then they're able to like they're like I picture Brainiac ship being like gigantic, like a Death Star type thing. I was thinking and, like uh, Injustice kind of style. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100 percent. Yeah, that, that's great, actually. And uh, and and from there, they have to try to like team up to take Brainiac down. And Bra- Brainiac's gonna like. I feel like he'd make like an offer to Supergirl of like, I'll let you have, uh, Candor, like just to, to let Earth die. I'll I'll let you have Candor or something like that. Okay. Like you you rebuild Krypton with with Candor. I'll give it to you. I'll teach you how. Or something like that of like tempting her. And, and like I want her. To be yeah, tempted. she's not used Kandor, to Earth yet. A lot, a lot to her. Right, and yeah, she's... maybe you could even have like her her parents are on Candor, which they've done in some universes. Okay, yeah, so they're still alive in there, and she's not used to Earth yet, so she is tempted. But Clark, yeah, she's saying she, like, no. she doesn't really know much about humanity yet. But 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 Clark is the one who's like, no, we have to save humanity. And then I, I kind of see it like following kind of like how Jeff Johns' uh, Brainiac story goes, just without the pocket death at the end, but like. Uh, you know where where they take the fight back to Earth and like Brainiac being on Earth is like he's very uncomfortable. Like he's best fighting when he's in a ship. You know he's not he's like he's not a great fighter. He's not like using so, like the wires and things to control. Yeah, and and I feel like that could be like a cool ending fight. And and that like that would be pretty much like the story for me. Like once once Brainiac's defeated, like I, I think he would be sent back out to space. Like I, I think they would kind of put him in like a phantom zone, like a rebuilt phantom zone. Please do phantom zone, yeah. Because I was I was about to suggest like, what if they can't beat him? So they open phantom zone, phantom zone and take out Zod to help, but Zod's dead, so <laughs> they can't yeah, do that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Zod's dead. But uh, it, maybe it the and, ooh, and I think they could have the phantom zone projector on Brainiac's ship. That's how they get it. Oh, that that w- that would be cool. That and, would explain well, and that. I think I think um. I could see Brainiac like uh, bringing back Feyora or something like that, like bringing back a Kryptonian soldier. Yeah, I could definitely see that to like definitely. help like, help him in his fight because he doesn't really have the muscle to fight Superman. Yeah, maybe even have like Superman go to Brainiac while Supergirl defends an area on Earth against Feyora, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that could be cool. And it's like Supergirl's first real fight. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, this yeah, is getting good. Cool. Okay, and, and then. And, and then, and then, well, for me, like once the Brainiac's defeated, right? Super Supergirl's established as a big hero for the city. Superman like saved the day. I picture the ending uh, revelation is that Lois is pregnant, and uh, you got John for Man of Steel three. <laughs> okay, because um, we know there's a ten year gap between these movies. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, I think I think that would be really cool. Of like the Superman already died and has returned and it's time for him to like, like he has now he's going to have an offspring. And I think that father Superman from rebirth was like something that was so great. And if they really want something fresh, right? Like that's what they said. They want something fresh for man of steel two or another Superman movie, Maybe him with Supergirl is something that's fresh. And then him with a, him being a father is something that's very fresh. So, okay. Would you have the like defeating Brainiac? Would it, would you want to reveal that he's just a, a like a bot? 
Or do you want like the actual Brainiac to be there? Because a lot of things um, that he's never really there. You never know if he's real yeah, or not. Well, I think that could be like a good revelation where like uh, Superman defeats him, but like on Earth. But it turns out he's already transferred his intelligence back to space, and he's like leaving Earth for now. Okay, I like that. Okay, and, yeah, and, just so and, and, and and I could even see setting up Darkseid for uh, Superman for Man of Steel three, where you have like Brainiac arrive on Apocalypse. Kind of like you remember, you remember the end of Young Justice season two when Van, uh, Darkseid and uh, what's his name? Oh, and uh, oh yeah, uh, Gordon Godfrey is it? No, no, no. No, Gordon it's um, it's the Beetle <laughs> guy, right? It's the, the yeah, the guy who's like lived. He was like a caveman. What the hell's his name? Oh, oh blank. Vandal Savage. Yeah, Vandal Savage. Yeah, Vandal Savage and 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 Darkseid are there, and they decide like let's team up, and like they have the handshake. Like I can picture something like that of like Brainiac offering his services to Darkseid. And revealing that Earth is a great target, and that he could take, and that he knows how to take down Superman. Like Brainiac, kind of like fabricates the story of why he's there now. Like Brainiac says, "I've already scouted Earth. I've already taken some of their cities. You know, something like that. Like I know how to get there, and I know like how to destroy them. And obviously, Darkseid would be interested, especially with like another Kryptonian still alive. Like Dark, like we could have it where like Darkseid thought all the Kryptonians were gone and all that. Like I think that would be really cool. You don't think Stephen Wolf would mention anything? <laughs> oh, oh God. I forgot, I forgot about him. I well, think didn't Steppenwolf die at the end of Justice League? He did, yeah. From Superman and Wonder Woman together. Superman yeah. froze him and then Wonder Woman uh, like broke him. Um Yeah, well, well so maybe that maybe that's it. Like he could say that uh Steppen or Darkseid could say I lost my scout, I lost Steppenwolf to Earth. Um like what what was the problem there? And then like he could reveal like there's a Kryptonian or there's two Kryptonians there. Yeah. And, and then maybe they have, they, have, they have the powers of the yellow sun. Something, Maybe something like along those lines. Something like they open a boom tube. It's just like to to defeat him, just bring him here or something like that. Like bring him to a place with no yellow sun, oh, which is yeah. Apocalypse. Because Darkseid. Yeah, that would be cool, actually. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite scenes in Darkseid War is when Superman and Lex are hit with a boom tube and they wake up on Apocalypse and Superman has no powers. So they yeah. could do something like that where like you just bring him here and then he's useless kind of thing. Because yeah. there's no yellow sun. And, 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 and I think that would be. I, I think that'd be really cool because I, I, as much as I think, you know, Kryptonite is a cool concept, it gets so overused by writers. I think having a movie where Kryptonite's not even really around would be really cool. Oh, yeah. So many, like, movie fans be like, oh, Superman could just get beat by a rock. Like, he could get beat by other yeah. things too, okay? <laughs> I know that's really and, Yeah, and I, well, I kind of like the idea of, like, Man of Steel 2 establishing, like, that, you know, he as strong as he is and as many powers as he has, it's really just, like, his humanity that, that has made him be able to beat Brainiac and, you know, uh, convince Supergirl that like this is the way. Yeah, what's well, uh, our goal for Man of Steel two is not use Kryptonite. Still have him yeah. get beat hard. Maybe Brainiac wins the first fight, but without Kryptonite, Superman get hit hard yeah. enough and he's hurt. So yeah, that... well the I like the idea of like the in the ship like and I and I picture Brainiac's ship like such like a horror movie like with the wires and stuff kind of mm-hmm. like you remember in uh, Spider Man two when Doc Ock gets the arms like it really feels like a horror movie. Yeah, like like. So- like that with Brainiac having like the cables and, the, and everything and the wires and that that are able to control stuff. I, I think that'd be so cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 I, and I think the revelation at the end that Lois is pregnant would be cool to set up John in Man of Steel three. Mm. Brainiac is kind of like a Siri to Krypton. It's a cool idea too. And you can even get a little quip in there. You and Bendis are gonna love this. Where maybe Supergirl like jumps from a phone talking or something like that. 
You're welcome, Ventus. <laughs> wait, 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 what is this? She jumps from a phone talking? Like, someone talks like, okay, Google, blah, 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 and then maybe, like, someone says oh, that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's actually pretty smart, like, because that, that's what Brainiac was like on their planet, like, having artificial intelligence. So, yeah, like, she's scared of artificial intelligence because of Brainiac. Yeah, exactly. That's a quip. You're welcome, Paul Rudd. You could use that. Bendis, you could write that in. <laughs> Everyone's going to love that. That's going to get the movie a high rating, too. It'll get you right. You just have five percent on Rotten Tomatoes because of that. Yeah, we're certified fresh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Damn, it really sucks that we thought of this and it's not gonna actually happen. I mean, Mister well, Two could happen. Could happen, and Brainiac could be the villain. I mean, we've never even seen Brainiac in live action. Well, we saw him in Smallville, but like uh, actually seeing him like in like a movie would be cool. Oh, I know, like, uh, Krypton. The- He's in Krypton. They were considering, yeah. Oh, he's in, I haven't seen Krypton. Okay. But I know, like, in the Nick Cage Superman movie, they're going to have Christopher Walken as Brainiac. Like, I mean, even though it's weird, it would have been cool just to see Brainiac. So I think it would be cool to see yeah. him as the villain. Yeah, and I imagine the voice would be, like, as if you're talking from a computer kind of thing. Like, a no mic on mm-hmm. a computer. Very, like, kind of hollow in a way. A little staticky. That could be his voice. You know, like, yeah, like, in Justice... Again, in Justice 2, comparing a lot of... Injustice 2 was a video game that was very much a Brainiac story, so... And a Supergirl story, so a lot of inspiration from that coming from me here. But, again, make it make it its own unique story in the end. And I think uh, I think Henry Cavill would be down for this as well. Especially the opening act of him just being a hopeful hero. Superman. A little cheesy. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, I think a montage would be so cool of just, like, him save, saving, saving the Earth and, you know... Uh, you know, just just so many cool scenes, and I think you could even use some Superman villains of like him defeating them. You know, I, I think that'd be really cool, and like teaming up like Jimmy Olsen, like taking his picture. Even though I know they kind of did Jimmy Olsen in Batman vs Superman, you know, like Jimmy Olsen taking his picture, Perry White, you know, in the Daily Planet, stuff like that. Like I think there's a lot of cool things to use. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I hope this happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's great for Henry to really get like his chance to shine. Like you know, when people are like, "Oh, well, Tyler Superman's better on Supergirl," I'm just like, ah come on we need some more henry content so people could see the light yeah exactly i 100 percent think that uh henry is better tyler is a good superman too i think tyler is a great superman but come on <laughs> yeah yeah exactly well, yeah so that's our that's, that's, our, pitch. that's our pitch for man Steel too warner brothers hit us up we will we'll write the script for you <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't have to pay us that much like i just want this to happen <laughs> you just give us like, like screening uh screening tickets and just like let us hang out with Henry Cavill a few times and we'll be like, all right, that's good. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I'll write it. I'm down. We'll make it happen. All right. Yeah, so. Is that it? All right. And that's pretty much the episode. Yeah. So uh thanks for listening. Um if you sent an audio message this week, uh we're gonna do them next week. I just want to give more time since we didn't get that many, uh, because we just did it the day of. But uh next week we'll do more audio messages. So uh, if you want to send in your audio message, send it to a hero story and, you know, with your question or topic and we'll play it on the show and it'll be like a, to- a call in radio show. I yeah. think it could be, be pretty cool. So I'd love to do it. Okay. Also, I'm going, I'm planning to starting an account with a few other uh, comic book community admins called like at the comic book Hunters, <laughs> such, such as Hunter. it's, it's going to be called at the comic book Hunters, which is pretty funny because of course, Hunter's name is comic book Hunter. Yep. I'm stealing a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, I'm planning to start with comic view, comic nation, 1776. If you know him, Hunter, maybe a few other people. I, I haven't really asked around too much yet. Uh, and it would kind of just be an account of like what we're collecting and what we're hunting. 
Um, I, I think it'd be pretty cool, like telling stories of our greatest tales. You could see how I got the first appearance of Nightwing for a dollar. You could see how Comic Nation got uh, the first appearance of Captain America in the Silver Age in Avengers number four, and other cool stories like that. Hunter hunting down comics in the crazy country of Canada where comics <laughs> are so hard to get. I think it'd be fun. They are, yes, they are. But yeah, we we always tell stories to each other and. Although maybe it's good for one podcast episode here and there. Maybe we'll talk about it. It's good just sometimes we get all hyped when we find an issue that we've been searching for for months and no one really cares. So if you care about us being all happy finding comics and like our little stories of like, hey, I just found this first appearance for blah, blah, blah. I just found uh, all volumes of the Mighty Thor for less than $100. Uh, JD and I both actually just this week we talked online together and we were able to hunt down all of Bendis' Daredevil run because I found it originally for like $600 and we were able to kind of help each other out and find it for cheaper. So, I mean, like just cool stories like that. So we both collect comics like every week. So it's just fun stories to tell and they'll be on this account at the Columbic Hunters. So yeah yeah exactly uh, I, I think by the time this episode's out the the account should be up i'm gonna set it up tonight uh tonight's thursday we're recording but uh, i'm gonna try to set it up tonight but yeah I, I think it'd be a really cool account it's gonna be very laid back it's gonna be very chill it's just gonna be a bunch of guys telling stories about collecting comics you know it's kind of like a log for us so i think mm-hmm. that'd be really cool you know yeah so if you want to check that out check that out i'll i'm sure i'll post it on my story and all that but uh yeah thanks for checking that out and uh thanks for watching the episode or listening to the episode of course uh if you're listening on itunes we appreciate a five-star review or whatever you feel we're worth but i'd like to think that we're a five-star podcast um and if you're listening (laughs) anywhere else we appreciate a follow slash subscribe so thank you for that and for hero story i'm jd i'm hunter and thanks for being a hero and remember every second is a gift goodbye what